fucking god. So we have fucking Milo Edwards on fucking Chop Shop Economics. We read this shit so you don't have to. We, you know, Hello. we decided, we witnessed Cthulhu rising from the ocean near the Celto-British Isles, and we decided to get somebody from, you know, the the island of Nurgle themselves. The Celto-British Isles. <laughs> look, look, we, we no longer have a UK correspondent ever since, um... Doc returned from the rainy fascism island. So, I mean, <laughs> All right. we need someone who still lives there. He was witnessing Cthulhu rising from the ocean and oh, the absolutely. political class, like bleeding like blood from their eyes and just screaming ecstatic tongues. Yeah, they're cool. I, although I, I think that's more of a like uh, that's more of a like kind of U.S. Republican thing. I think the U the U.K. Tories are more like they're on Instagram. They're talking about how Britain can be great. Like everything's on fire, but they're just going like, yeah, we've got this, this really is, like, innovative so fucking Bajardian. Like you know, it's, it's yeah. full on Timokra. They're pretending that they have a fucking like functional government and the funny thing is like with the fucking tories is like they know how to hold on to power they know how to keep power but once they're in power they have no fucking idea what to do beyond grifting oh they hate government like they absolutely hate it it's like their worst nightmare it's it's kind of funny that in a way the only appropriate punishment for the tories is having them in government uh, because it's you, the thing you they know what the they most. love the most they love dead pigs the most. Uh, giving giving contracts to their friends. <laughs> that pig. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of relationship they have with the pig. I'm not sure if they love the pig or if they're like kind of establishing dominance over the pig. By I, mean, I don't think really they've clear. like really necessarily established like you know the relationship expectations with the pig. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's just like a casual mm. fling that like every Tory politician is expected to like do or like. Is like the dead pig, like this like eldritch god that they are worshiping. That when they uh, you know, do the deed, mm. they uh. I have the most infuriating. What were you saying, Lynn? I have the most infuriating story about this fucking pig. Okay, because the year this story about the pig broke with David Cameron and the pig, and they decided to make the headline "Bay of Pigs." with like bay as like b-a-e you know that year that they did that bay of pig was my instagram name i was so mad i was so upset i was like i had a monopoly on this amazing screen name and then david cameron has just had to put his dick in a pig and now i can't have it and now my instagram name has, is always been a as it has been for years a peasant name i might add it's just i can't believe this <laughs> offense i've taken it sometimes you feel like your vast intellect has been besmirched okay so, so speaking <laughs> of dead story. pig fuckers uh let's talk about the fucking tory party and their view on anybody they consider not rich and not white so um did you hear about the new immigration rules that the Tory party is trying to institute to deport asylum seekers to any country that will take them? 
Oh yeah, this is actually really funny because the 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 system that they're implementing will result in them having to essentially like jail asylum seekers for like a really long time in the UK, which will basically involve it just costing the government a huge amount of money, like much more than it costs them now. Um, and uh, so it's another it's another great idea that the government has had that obviously won't work, and the application of it will be like a guy called Baz who. So just it's basically a like, guy named Baz. Know, that's that's what the government the is about. Camp. This is where this is going. A concentration camp where like all you can eat is like I don't know chips and gravy or whatever. Okay, that 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 is literal torture. Just beyond like the fucking concentration camp part, like that the food itself that's just torture. <laughs> Look, Europe already doesn't have any. Oh, absolutely. Like pasta is functionally just like dry pho, you know. So like, imagine you're gonna have toast and unprocessed tofu. Toast and unprocessed tofu seems like a nightmare. I mean, it's just like literally, if you're gonna like run a fucking concentration camp, at least put a Nando's in there. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Give me my peri peri chicken in incarceration. I need it. I'm totally lost now. <laughs> oh my fucking god. It's, it's just like... I feel like I, I'm learning a lot about Britain from you I guys, mean, to I've be like, Just because I have citizenship on both sides of the pond, like, I keep track of like what's happening in both like, mm. you know, shit stains of places. I just prefer the US more because the ship is not immediately sinking. I mean, it is, but it's, it's a little slower than like than the UK, where it's the UK is uh, mm. having a time right now, to put it very, very lightly. Here's here's well, the how thing I is that like know. Britain, Britain is essentially run by the Democrats, right? Like that's who the Tories are, really. Like politically, I mean, I that's who they're aligned with. But the difference is that like Britain no longer I mean, I has state them the capacity. Like the US government is still capable like, of doing I would things. say that Britain's run by. by by McConnell, like if you if you got McConnell, cloned him in a lab, and had his lab under Eden, and you know, and like had like each clone of McConnell, you know, become like a big politician. That's the Tory party. Oh, oh my! I mean, the Tories like suck, but they're way to the left of Mitch McConnell. Like, just, I mean, like, the the Overton window in the UK is just so oh, it's, radically it's different. different. But the thing about the Tories is that they're intent on kind of emaciating the capacity of the state to do things, which is very different to the US, where, like, even the Republicans still believe in the capacity of state to do the things that they like. Like, they will spend money on the military or whatever, <laughs> the capacity of the state to do certain things, whereas in Britain, they don't do that. Like, in Britain, the, the Tories got, like, the army, they got, like, all state like, capacity, like, everything like, is privatised. Like, even... Like... Yeah, our military recruitment is privatized. Like it, things that even the Republicans wouldn't privatize are privatized in the UK. That's the difference. Really. <laughs> well, certain aspects of our military are still heavily privatized. Like I, I think we're all going to find out and be in for a big surprise when we realize where all the military contractors have been. <clears throat> but yeah, I was um I was reading that apparently the UK has the lowest unemployment benefit as a share of previous income in the OECD. Just 17% in 2019, compared to the OECD average of 64%. Like, this is lower than the United States. Oh, it's very funny. It's like $100 a week. 
Well, it's lower. It's lower in general than the United States, but also there's lots of places in the United States where it's like functionally impossible to get any employment mm-hmm. benefit at all. It kind of depends yeah. on the state you're in. Right? Like the the Florida site is um, basically designed to be impossible to use, um, and that was deliberate on the part of Rick Scott, um, who should be drawn in court. Um, we have a strict anti-Rick Scott policy on this podcast. Like, we don't want, we don't want Florida to say, <laughs> but what, Rick what we do want was. is we want uh, Rick Scott to case. be put in a boat one day and have that boat sink. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the say yes to the dress, Rick Scott versus Charlie Crisp with Brad. Wait, that, wait, what the fuck, Lynn? God, did you not see this? I show? did not. Okay, so back when, back when Charlie Chris was running against Rick Scott, there was this like "say yes to the dress" ad, and the bride is looking for um, a fiscally responsible uh, dress slash governor. And each dress is like a metaphor for. Actually, maybe this was like for Charlie Chris because like the dress for Rick Scott was like long sleeved. It was from the eighties. Like, oh, my mother wore this dress. Disgusting. Oh my fucking god. And and um and she's just looking at the dress like, oh no. And then the other candidate comes out and it's this lovely strapless number. It's like, oh my, I would wear this in my wedding and I'd be more than happy to feature it on Instagram because people can see my flabby shoulders. Um so, uh, Yeah, um so that was that was the end. I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten. I'm like, oh, this is almost as bad. This is almost as bad as the time I remember in my district when <laughs> the, someone, some Republican was challenging Janet Pond in her house seat. And his sticking point decided to be like her gang intervention program. So he, he added some clips from like people who were like working with Janet Pond. And then he, they hired a stripper. They hired a stripper. And they hired two random black dudes to play, like, gangsters slash rappers. And then it was, like, three minutes of this song. Give me your cash, bitch, and we're gonna shoot up the street. And it was, like, three minutes of this. And at the end, the stripper turns around, and there's Janice Hahn's face, like, photoshopped onto her face. It's like, ugh. Like, yeah, I'm Janice Hahn the whole time. Like, that's right. These gangsters and these strippers, it's been a metaphor for my office. Needless to say, this man did not win his election. So, speaking of which, because I just realized we all had a brain fart, um, I'm Harley Quinn. We have <laughs> Silver on the podcast. That's me. That's me. We have our wonderful new guest co-host, Lynn. And we are interviewing the man, the legend, the destroyer of Nando's, Milo Edwards. That's me. Yeah, I've I've never personally destroyed a Nando's, but I mean, I, I certainly mm. wouldn't stop anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't devoted like a guest air viewer and a guest at the same time. 